the uh, idea of this uh, this presentation uh, came up um, a little before um, I started hearing more about um, the extent of people being affected in our community. So I think really we should first start with a, um, uh, a real sincere um, kind of a uh, personal commitment to uh, offer our own tefillahs as best we can for the uh, welfare and the refuel of all those who need it. And uh, as we know, the most powerful tefillah is the one that comes from the sense of real need. And the best we could try to do is a little bit imagine ourselves being in a situation similar to someone who is really in a, a critical type states, still able to daven and turning to Hashem for our fellow Jew and fellow Jews. Um, the only thing that I could think of that sort of has some kind of similarity to this situation from you know, my own, uh, own life experience going back, um, although it's not in any way quite the same, but the only thing that's like, this is somewhat similar to would be like when there is a war in Eretz Yisrael where you know that uh, there are many people that are in great danger and are you know, inevitably, they're going to be casualties. So it's a very, uh, very powerful, potentially powerful kind of experience, even though there it's in a sense like further away. And it's not, not in any way you know, really the same, but there's some similarity to the to, to sense of a, here like there's so little that, that you know you could do there, you know, raising money, trying to give some support. But uh, each person, their own fila, their own chuva is very powerful. Um, but I, what I wanted to try to address was something that came up in the conversation, which I think is a valid uh, kind of a need that could be quite common. I think that um, there, there exists the possibility of our experiencing almost uh, in a non-conscious way um, fear in a very powerful way. There could be like unconscious fear or semi-conscious fear Whereas nothing like directly overt that is threatening us, but there's like a uh, like an underlying fear, dread. Uh, who knows what could possibly happen? Fear of something getting out of control that won't be able to get back under control. And so long as the situation is still unresolved. So there could be, very understandably, a powerful, not conscious experience of that nature. I think that can explain sometimes people's, you know, being very on edge, uneasy, you know, they can't really pinpoint exactly why. And I think that could be a big part of it. So we can look at it as, um, course the challenge is own rights and that and also as an opportunity to try to understand how should we try to relate to that kind of a situation of this nature or any nature where there's some cause for fear in our life and I think there's something in the Chazanish where he's discussing it and something that uh, relates to specifically the Yom Tov Pesach that could help 
uh, sort of support very strongly what the Chazanish is saying. The, the Chazanish presents that it is the nature of a person to fear what appears to be based on the life circumstances, something that is threatening, to see what appears to be a natural cause as a cause of fear and to respond that way. And the Mida Bitachon, the way he describes it, is to overcome this and to cause to dwell in oneself the truth that he knows that there is no harm that could come to a person from any kind of a natural independent cause. Anything and everything is only from Hashem. Anything good or anything um, that would be difficult can only be from Hashem. And when the root of Amuna weakens his fear and gives him the strength to believe in the possibility of the salvation, that there is no inclination towards harm more than towards good based on anything of a natural cause, of a world's, so to speak, coincidental cause. There's nothing of anything of independent nature that would be putting him at risk. That's called Mida Bitachan. So the way describing it, essentially, Bitachan is enabling a person, or is the, the, the Mida, the application of the Amuna, to be able to relate to life situation that there is nothing here of its own causative nature that is threatening me. Anything that's in existence or that could happen is only coming from Hashem. So I think that in order to really grasp it properly, it will help us to try to get a real grasp of um, what it means that everything is from Hashem. Because I think we could somehow fall to the mindset that like there's something there and Hashem could stop it. Hashem could control it. To get to a point of clarity that there's, there's only Hashem in control of it. There's only Hashem. That's no small accomplishment. So how do we get there? So um, I think there is a lot of help from what is one of the most fundamental aspects of the, the whole Indian of remembering Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in its unique form, its unique contribution. The Lord Safran brings, Sarah Zadibur says, Anuich Hashem Elokecha, Hashem would say, Sichom Eres Mitzrayim. Doesn't say Hashem Barasi Shemayim Va'aretz. So there's the unique aspect of Amuna that we learn from the events of Etias Mitzrayim. And the Ramban says that because Hashem is not doing miracles in every generation, so he gave us so many mitzvos to remember those Nisim of Etias Mitzrayim, to remember all the fundamentals of Amuna that are contained therein. So what do we see? We see that the nature of the of many of the Nisim were of such where there was individualistic attention taking place in the uh, experience of the Makos. There was a, a Jew and a Mitzri drinking from the same cup, and the Jew is drinking water, the Mitzri is drinking dam. There was Aruchoshech in the same place, where the Mitzri was thick, paralyzing Choshech, 
For Klal it was fully light. They could walk, they could see, they can go everywhere. And in other Makos, in a similar kind of way, even Kriyas Yamsuf, the Sephora says, there's Nes Peseich Nes, while Klal was going through, the Mitzim were drowning in the Yamsuf. There are numerous examples of this. So the Oret Safran highlights this very much, focus on this very much, that it's meant to show us that not only is Hashem renewing the Bria constantly, as the Pasuk says, not only is every individual supposed to be seeing themselves as being worthy of the entire creation, so it's not just Hashem is creating, has created the world for me as an individual, not only Hashem is renewing the world, but Hashem is renewing the world for me specifically, individualistically. It's a personal, ongoing creation and recreation of the entire world. So, of course, there's a lot to grasp, but this is uh, essentially what the Nisim and Tiyash Mitzrayim are meant to be showing us. Hashem is giving to the Mitzrayim Dam, giving the Yidden water, in the same place. It's Chayshech for the Mitzrim, it's Or for Kal Yisrael. For every individual, there is being put in place everything that is in existence to its most minute part. Everything is being continuously created and recreated. Now, of course, if we get our mind wrapped around that even a little bit, so we won't be giving attention to anything based on uh, some kind of independent existence. Nothing has independent existence. Not only that, it doesn't have any general independent existence. It's everything is being placed here for me individually. Whatever I am experiencing, whatever is in the world, in my world, is being created here for me specifically as an individual. So... question is, what does it take for us to relate to this? If we can make that little bit, in some sense, our reality, of course, we will not fear anything. There's nothing that we will see having any independent existence. Everything is only being put into existence by Hashem. Whatever Hashem wants will take place. Whatever He does not want will not take place. Will we have our responsibility? to take good care of ourselves, yes. We'll have our good responsibility. But we will not be doing it out of a fear of being harmed by something in the world. We will be doing it as, this is Hashem's instruction to us. This is Hashem's direction to us. This is the mitzvah that we have, to be fully caring and protective of ourselves in that context, while at the same time that we know that there is no power other than Hashem. So the question is, is this difficult only because it's um, so hard to relate to because it's not visible, not tangible, not something that we could see and touch and feel? Or is there more to it? I suspect there may be more to it than just the fact that we can't actually, you know, everything that we see doesn't look that way. <laughs> I think there's also another major component that it that we need in order to sort of try to connect with this idea. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to be okay or to be able to believe, to consider ourselves worthy of that kind of a personal attention of Hashem for us. That we should be able to be the focus of Hashem's creation of the entire world. Hashem would place everything in the world in place for our own personal growth, for our for the purpose that He has for us. He's so involved, so attentive, 
so giving to us to be creating us continuously, giving us everything we have continuously, and placing everything in existence in its place for the sake of how it contributes to us that of course most of we don't even know. But whatever it is that we do know is being put here as our laboratory and nothing else. So I think that that itself is sort of calling to us to connect with something very, very powerful. That we should be the, the recipients of Hashem's personal direction, involvement, ongoing attention that is um, that's very powerful, very good, but uh, a lot to absorb. I think the Ramban, where he talks about the uh, concern of Claudius Rome, um, would I mean, the war of conquest of Eretz Yisrael, then feeling that it was their accomplishment, sort of could help touch on it a little bit, where he says that, Torah says to us to remember those experiences where we were powerless and Hashem helped us. We could not have gotten out of Mitzrayim by ourselves. We could not have survived in the Midbar by ourselves. So, so too, this victory is Hashem giving us the power. So we need to draw on those personal experiences where we could see was Hashem helping us. Where somehow things worked out, we didn't know how it was going to work out. I heard a story not so long ago from somebody who was, on, was with us tonight. Of there was something in, in, at, at work that was like amazingly challenging and somehow worked out like... <laughs> almost miraculously nature way and there are times we get a glimpse of oh Hashem is helping us so that means from that experience we could see oh we were we're receiving as far as we could tell you know clear the divine assistance so that should be a model to us to try to 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 apply it to broaden it to to see that everything in our life is this very same thing as Hashem caring for us giving us everything that we need for our mission in life on a constantly ongoing basis. And that we are worthy of all that good that we are receiving and all that attention from Hashem that we are receiving. And now, 100% granted, this is no easy task, even if there are no challenges or, you know, preventions to it. Certainly if there are, and that's really another topic into its own right. A person has fundamental blockage or negative uh, ingrained um, sort of feelings. But even someone who is completely, you know, <laughs> open, receptive to, to take into our mind and heart that we are the recipients of Hashem's personal involvement, infusion, and creation of the entire world for us. That is um, a very big accomplishment. But we can see how it would help us to have that bitachon, because then there will be nothing in the world that will be threatening. There will be nothing in the world that will be in and of itself dangerous. I have a hunch what the, what what next question is that's coming. Somebody might have a question. Okay, but maybe Hashem has a plan for me that's not exactly the one that I would like. Who knows what Hashem's plan is? <laughs> maybe Hashem's plan is that my, my time left is not so long. We don't know what Hashem's plan is. But I suspect that if that's how we're looking at it, if we were really sincerely looking at it like, well, I don't know Hashem's plan, if we were looking at it through, well, Hashem has a plan for me. 
maybe Hashem holds that I can reach my shlemus in less time than I thought I needed. Okay, then my reaction will be, okay, what do I need to do to be able to reach that shlemus? How much can be achieved in a moment? The highest level. If I am truly focusing on and looking from the vantage point of Hashem's plan may be for me that I only need a short time. So okay, then let me use it. Let me be koneb b'sho achas, the entirety of Olam Haba. Let me be mekabel, wherever Hashem is giving to me, with faith and trust and love of Hashem. And that will be the highest madriga. Like the Ramchal says by Krishna, we should have a mind to accept anything that Hashem will bring to us, even to give up our life, Hashem, and we'll guess chaz if we did it. So we don't have to be afraid of that either. If Hashem has a plan that He knows to be for our benefit, we can accept that. And if we engage in accepting Hashem's plan, whatever it is, we will be so elevated. We'll be so inspired. We'll be discovering our inner greatness in such a powerful way that we won't have anything to be afraid of anymore. So I don't think we have to be afraid of that either. Because if we are putting ourselves in touch with, the, with recognizing and accepting Hashem's plan, we will be in a very good place. So I guess we could say that if to summarize, there are a few parts, which maybe I skipped part of one of them. The first is recognizing there could be underlying fear, which is very natural. Chaznish is describing it as a very normal thing for a person to experience. There's a great midah of bitachon, which is to take the amuna that we have and apply it in terms of recognizing there are no forces of danger. There is only the decree of Hashem. It's only Hashem running the affairs of the world and of us personally. And Zechira uh, Hitzias Mitzrayim is meant to help us to recognize this in the most powerful way. Hashem is creating the world for every individual. And then we have nothing to fear. Hashem has a plan. It's a good plan. If we recognize it as a good plan, we are the highest peak level. The, the altar says that Avram's the sign in that Keda was to recognize that that also is Hashem's chesed, only chesed. It was in the sign in the chesed to know that this is the same chesed as Hashem's promise of the Yitzchak L'Karl Chazorah. And Avram was uh, successful in the best way. So uh, we could try to follow that example, and then we'll have only the best uh, ongoing life experience. Okay. I guess that uh, completes the basic presentation. Me, I, if anything I, made sense, you could let me know. And if it didn't, you could let me know that too. I feel like two, what to me seems like two different ideas here. Um, one is like what you're saying in the beginning from Chazanish, that a person should realize, or somebody who has Bitachon will realize, um, that even the things that are happening to him that are bad or difficult is not from Mikra, as much as it happens to be, it's Hashem making it so. And then the second idea, <clears throat> or that is just like a broader general, general generalization of that idea, which is that not just something specific happening to you, realize that it's from Hashem, but that the whole world is constantly being created for you. You're saying that like it's, it might be hard to, or something that's in the way of processing that that the whole world is here for me an individualized level that is constantly being recreated for me um is that maybe i'm not or it's hard to believe that i would be worthy of such a thing i was thinking even just like a, maybe it's a maybe that's the same idea 
that not just that I'm not worthy of it, but that like that's just like a lot to take in. Like the whole world is for me. Like like everything is like very it's like very to the extreme. Like like just saying on a more basic level, like what's happening on your day to day schedule. Like Hashem's involved in that. It's all from Hashem taking care of you. It's hard right now, but like he's there. It's from him. Like the whole world. Like it. it <laughs> It's like it, it makes it like it's not just oh I can't believe it. it can't be that something so incredible would be true it's like I can't even process what like what that means that's just like that's such a not that it's too much it's like too like oh you're trying to make it sound better that I'll believe like like what do you have to like be so like everything in the extreme for yeah just, I agree I, I I support you very much on that and the truth of the matter is that I sort of left out. That's uh, the O7 focuses really very much on a person's own personal experiences. Like you have in the Brachos, Rokaros Alamoim, it talks about how everything that we're receiving is Hashem giving it to me. And that really should be our primary focus. That's in my own personal life, whatever I have is being, like we say, live streamed. It's being placed here, it's being given on an ongoing basis. It really should be the Iker. Um, I, I just remembered something I, I, I left out before. That's a good application of this. It's almost like a, a way to measure whether we're making some progress in this concept of being able to take in that Hashem is so involved with me is if we'll be able to make the application that Rabbeinu uh, spells out in the Pasuk, which the Gemara says is a small parsha that the essentials of Tyra depend upon, is to turn to Hashem for his help in everything that I'm trying to do throughout the day. Now, of course, we can't try to jump to everything throughout the day all at once. It should be uh, some way how to sort of place our focus on it at some times of the day, maybe like, you know, when we start the work day or whatever it might be, some way to place that focus, but to be aware that whatever we're trying to do is Hashem who will be giving us the ability and that slacha in that, and we're turning to Hashem, hoping to Him, relying upon Him to give us the ability and the success in that endeavor. That is a, a sort of a ongoing kind of a application and a way to live with this. But trust me, this is not an easy thing to accomplish for or to happen. I'm not even sure where it comes from. It may come from just so much familiarity and so much sort of acceptance and embracing this concept that be able to carry it over. Because the mere beauty of the concept, at least in my experience, was not enough for it to carry over into Lamaisa. There are many, many times I learned the Rabbi Yona, and it did not translate into Lamaisa as much as it would have liked it to. <laughs> I was hoping it would. So it's something that we should try to aim for and look for, but it may just be a matter of becoming very familiar and very okay with Hashem giving to us on a constant basis that we can start to think in terms of, okay, how will I do this? Hashem will give me the ability. Okay, I'm turning to Hashem. I'm hoping to Hashem. I'm relying upon Hashem to give me the capacity. And it applies even to very ordinary things, not only to extremely challenging or unique kinds of endeavors. As many people, they will turn to Hashem for his help when undertaking something very difficult, very specially challenging. But really, it should be through even through our daily affairs. So, just putting it out there that when that starts happening, you'll know that you're in a good place. <laughs> and you know, I'll advise soon. Also, I'm assuming, I don't know if this is obvious, but that 
the I, the what's helpful about what Hasmes was saying that to realize that the bad things or the difficult things are not the mikra; it's from Hashem. The what's helpful is that who cares where it's from? It's bad. It's bad. Right? Oh, so now Hashem is doing it. Okay. No, you appreciate that it's from Hashem, and it's also within the context of His love and His caring for you, and it's careful every single second about exactly how it's happening and what's happening. That's what's giving me the comfort and the, the, the trust. And Right. Um, it seems like it seems like um, that kind of feeling will not be there. <laughs> In other words, the, the, the nature of fear <clears throat> is only when it's relating to something that's just like circumstantial, something that's unpredictable, something that's not, um, that's something that's random, something that's some kind of a independent force. Maybe, maybe something will, will, will harm me. But if it's in Hashem's control, so then I'm not afraid of Hashem harming me. <laughs> if I'm deservant of some, of some, of, if I need some kind of a, of, a, of, a, of experience, so okay, then, then I accept it, and I try to use it in the best way. Uh, if, if, if I'm concerned that I shouldn't be in need of it, so then I can, I can inspire myself to do whatever I can do, to be, to be going in the right path. A person that's self-inspired doesn't need a, a negative experience. When, when, when does it come to a person? Essentially when other methods of helping a person wake up are not working. The, the Torah is not reaching him. The, 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 the Nevi'im or the Machichim are not able to inspire him. So that's where B'Yonah says Hashem will send the person, so the Sharm will send the person, something to help him then because Hashem is still not giving up. Like we learned about the, the, the first nine Makos, is a very powerful intervention. They're intended to bring the Mitzvah back with Shuba on the highest level. But they need to be very powerful in that situation. So we're not afraid of something happening. We'd only be relating to, or maybe I'm in need of a major wake-up. Okay, if I'm concerned for that, I'm already awake. I'm already engaged. I'm already on track. I'm already... If, if I'll need somebody for a kapara, who knows? Okay, then it's again it's, 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 it's for my benefit, but for that also there are there are protections. It's, it's, you know, we have we have uh, even there aspects of Torah life that the Torah itself tells us are are are, are protective that are that are that are able to help a person not to need other kind of negative uh, experience. So at the same time, of course, we should be willing to accept whatever comes to us from Hashem. And even that itself, that willingness of accepting from Hashem is the, is the highest level. That's Avas Hashem. That's, that's the highest, the peak highest level. So even the, the place of concern of Hashem having a plan is also opportunity to make contact with our inner truest greatness. And that will not be a negative experience. The only thing that will prevent us is if we'll say, no, I can't do that. I'm not in that level. But that's a false view on ourselves. So if we're at the point of recognizing everything is from Hashem, then we're close enough to be able to accept everything from Hashem. It will not be a self-negating way. It will be of a uplifting way. Lava says the others were, were, were rewarded for their accepting from Avinu or the Nisianus was because they accepted it gladly and willingly. So if a person can take that step, that is, that is very powerful. And, and we know that it is within us. We hope not to have to be called upon to actually carry it out, but at the same time, we, we know it's part of our life to be ready for that, to be, to be accepting of that. That's, that's part of the essential part of Kabbalah's Malchus Shemayim. Krishna includes Bimikabal, anything Yad Hashem. It's, it's part of the mitzvah, the way the Mishru brings from the Bach. 
So we know that some attempt at that, even though it's not our, you know, constant level, we're not living on a level of Avas Hashem, but to have some contact with it is within us, and it's tended to be part of what we try to make contact with. So we don't have to shy away from that either. And just the mere awareness that any single true, sincere act of shleimus, the Rambam says, a person does one mitzvah b'shleimus. We have in the Gemara, you know, kind of So a person is, 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 is imagining something that would be, be of a unique nature. If he embraces it, then he's already on that level. So, you know, it's almost like uh, any challenge is the opportunity for the greatest achievement. We have to be accepting of, uh, you know, whatever little bit that we can make contact with where we are right now, accepting of our natural tendencies that are all part of Hashem's creation and um, respecting the effort that we could make one step at a time to grow stronger, to employ our bitachet, to recognize Hashem's attention to us and giving to us, trying to make it part of our day, part of our mindset. One of the things that I saw brought down is, you know, the union of Meir Brachos. If we would try to focus on a make a Bracha, Hashem is creating it. That would be quite a great accomplishment. Okay. Uh, anybody has anything to add to the conversation? Of course, uh, it's most welcome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, I guess we can pause here. It's a pleasure to be together. But I say, I wish I knew who Torah Interactive was. Hey, Rabbi? Yes, please go ahead, Ibsimcha. Yeah, I, I just I just have one question. Every, everything that, that you said, everything that you said sounds great. Okay. Um, you know, for example, this past week, I had a friend who passed away from the coronavirus. Wow. He had a disability. Wow. And uh, so, so, you know, you know, we were we were speaking about we were speaking about, you know, that everything that Hashem Hashem loves us and we're recipients. Of uh, Hashem wants to wants to give us everything, um, and uh, so how do we apply that to sar of someone else? I mean, to, to apply it to sar for ourselves is probably the hardest thing. Um, you know, if something bad would happen to us or something, to be able to say that you know, to be able to feel that this is Hashem wants loves me and He wants the best for me. Do we, so do we just take that same application to someone else? You know, that, 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 that this is the best thing that could have happened to this person, that, uh, that, that his wife who's, uh, you know, who's in Almana now, you know, that this is, I mean, it's a very horrible thing, but Hashem feels this is the best thing for her. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a hard way to look at things. Right. Um, and I guess the real... The real um, and like important first step is that before we can um, try to access that component, we have to first do what we can to be nice to try to as best we can have some sense of what they could be going through. Because otherwise, we're sort of just like diverting or not even trying to relate to the, the personal pain of the fellow Jew. 
like we're supposed to. Right. So, you know, the, uh, the greatest tzaddikim, their, their big accomplishment was hearing and feeling the tzaras of Eden all day and not being broken by them. So, if the first step, I guess, is that we should try to give whatever comfort we can to the person um, without, like, discounting or minimizing the, the, the enormity of what they're going through. But at the same time, if there is a, a, some kind of way to communicate, maybe even just through our own sense of, of a mundu bitachan, that um, the person has the capacity with Hashem's help, and maybe that's when we, we experience Hashem's help the most. And he's helping us in the most difficult kind of situation. And after all, the Pasuk says that uh, it would seem that it's possible for this to be somehow sensed that Hashem is with me. At the very least, to know we're never abandoned. We're never abandoned. We don't we not understand why Hashem is bringing us what we're experiencing. The the Eben Ezra, by the midst of life, is going to do. So it says in the pasuk, "Banim atem Hashem So he first says the the pshat of other rishonim also, whatever Hashem is doing is for our benefit like a loving father. But then he adds another another aspect of this phrase of Bonim Atam Hashem He says that if you don't understand, so we should do like young children, that they rely upon the parents even though they don't understand. So what does the Torah mean? That we should, um, you know, Make ourselves like 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 young children. It seems that when we know that this is something that's beyond our understanding, we're allowed to try. But when we know that it's beyond our understanding, then there is a place of relating to Hashem in such a like simple trusting way. We're supposed to be relating to Hashem like a child relating to the parents that they that they just rely upon them without intellectual calculation just knowing that the parent is caring for them and that that core is within us and that's what the Torah is saying that we could somehow access we could know that Hashem is with us and caring for us in, in the way that only he can understand, and that we know we can't understand. That's a, that's a unique uh, kind of achievement. That's that's a, that's the highest level. There's a piece of Simcha Zisel in the Sefer Chachma um, Musa, who's writing to someone, and he says that um, who is who is experiencing great difficulty, and he says that I, I know you're someone who accepts with Amuna, and you should know that the schar of Amuna is the greatest schar. So the mere fact that a person doesn't reject, even though even a person would complain there was the Maiseus Ramosha, the 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 fellow's wife was complaining bitterly when she was suffering and he said, you see that Moshe said to him not to be concerned you see, Aaron Akoyin got great schar because Vayidim. Obviously, this is a great achievement for Aaron Akoyin. So, it's not a time against the person, but the person can somehow maintain their muna and not reject what Hashem is giving them. Not, not consider themselves abandoned. And that would be a very, very great accomplishment. Of course, so, you know, the overriding Emunah that 
that our time in this world is very short, relatively speaking. <laughs> By comparison to, to eternity, it's very short. It's just the preparation time. It's very hard for us to sort of disengage from everything that we make our connection to. We're very connected to everything that's tangible. You know, of course, the people, but also other aspects of life. To be able to gain a recognition that everything that's in our life is just part of a preparation, conditioning, growth process. Any and all experiences, especially the most challenging ones, of course, that somehow gives it a different kind of meaning. This may be the Sha'achas that for which I'm kind of lama. You know, after the Akeda, Avraham Avinu didn't have any more Nisyanis. He lived many years after the Akeda. <laughs> but the Akeda was the last Nisoyan. <laughs> so there, there was some shlemus that Avram reached through the Akeda that he then carried with him the rest of his life. <sighs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Shem should give strength to everyone. We should daven for the world. Since the Sharon brings, the person shouldn't say, Can I daven for, for Mashiach to come? Because my tefillah will, will the Golas come to an end. So we could think like that. So my tefillah could end this, this, this world calamity. And the answer is, a person should say, Bishvili Nivra Oilam. Here we are, back to that. <laughs> we should view it that this, the world is here for my tefillah. One sincere tefillah is worth everything. Not that we want anyone to suffer, but any, any most powerful kind of event is Kadai for one sincere tefillah of one yid. And we're all worthy of that. Okay. Okay, I guess we can pause here. Ashagarth, everybody. Chia, great to see you. Yes, please, please. Go ahead. Um, it's well harder to hear that something a shock of progress was happening on such a grand scale like now. Something just happened to one person. They always felt the shame of the earlier. What's happening is so taking so many people. It seems like more just God is angry or or just thinking out or something, or just violence is being done. It's hard to hear a talk about this. It's just there's, there's so many people. Right. That's um right. that's where that's where very much the um the Indian of Etias Mitzrayim has this uh, powerful role to play. Can we can we try to imagine Hashem making the sun shine for me personally? Hashem is creating the galaxies and the sun to shine for me personally right now. He's spreading the earth over the water, making dry land. Like he made by you know the initial Bria Asylum, he's being Raikar Salamayim for me personally. So, okay, the enormity of Hashem's Kayach of Ashkacha Pratis is, of course, beyond our comprehension. So, we have to try, like, like Yehuda was admired before, try to keep it focused on our, on our little part of it. But to know that a person is not affected, Mamela. Ebishos is measuring everything, directing everything. Rabbi Chaim said, in a war, every bullet has its address. 
There's a war. Yes, but every bullet has a specific address. Of course, we have to take every precaution that we can. Uh, I hope Shmuel, you're in touch with Nehemiah Kraus because he has a lot to say about this. <laughs> I'm afraid to send out what he sent me because it's, it's, it's beyond what anybody could take in. But um, anybody wants any information on this, I refer you to Nehemiah Kraus. I'll give you the number if you want. But it's going to be a lot. Just so just be ready. Can you send to get zinc. Yeah, that email. Yeah, get zinc. Get zinc. Get zinc lozenges. Who knows? And, you know, we have to do our shtadlis to the fullest degree. The Shiva said that um, in our level, we can only have bitachin when it goes hand in hand with the full complete ishtadlis. Otherwise, not really bitachin. It's just, uh, you know, excusing ourselves of having to, to make the full good efforts, whether it would be, you know, in the financial sense or in the health sense. It has to come with full complete ishtadlis. When we do the proper ishtadlis, then we can have bitachin, and then it'll be a real bitachin. Remember, Bishwav Salanter uh, followed the doctors very, very carefully. He was once not allowed to learn for a year. He was waiting for the third star to come out at the end of the year. <laughs> the doctor said a year. He has to wait a year. So he was waiting for the third star. <laughs> okay, so we're not in that Madrega, but as close as we could to be following the... Uh, the medical advice, we should do it. And so, if you should be Marachim, then we'll call Yisro. Okay. Okay, I think we'll pause here. And um, I guess there's still hope for next week, but that's a little bit up in the air as we get close to Yantar. So, uh, we'll be in touch on that. Okay, yes, the Kayak Rabbisai. A very good night. Brahavaslacha. Gazunt. Everything good. Okay. Say Gazunt. Ramesha, it's always a treat. Okay, culture Rabbisai. Thank you.